Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Guys, welcome to a special edition of TFL Talking Trucks. Because on this episode, we're talking about desert runners. Ram TRX versus Ford Raptor. And with me, as always, is Roman Micah. Yeah, I can't wait to do this bonus episode, Andre, because uh, I actually got to drive the Raptor and the TRX back to back. Yeah, dude, and I wasn't there. And on this episode, I want to ask you all about it because, you know, we have the video, right? Um, you ran a 0 to 60. Um, that's on YouTube on TFL Truck. We also have TFL Off Road video. But I, I wanted to get your opinion because uh, obviously the TRX has more power, but it's not just everything about power, right? It's also about value, price, suspension, everything. Thank you for joining TFL Talking Trucks podcast. If you love pickup trucks or big full-size SUVs, if you love trailering, towing, and going off-road, this is the right place to be. Together, we can make this podcast the most popular ever. We've been waiting 10 years, Andre, at least I've been waiting 10 years for there to be a true competitor uh, to the Ram uh, to the Ram Raptor. Oh God, that was a freebie for all you. Uh, you can, both the Ford and the Ram guys can help me. Hate you me combined now. it? Yeah, I combined it. Yeah, for the for the Ford Raptor, uh, and uh, it's exciting uh, that we have uh, now a true competitor, or maybe not, because when you look at the numbers, they do compete. In some ways, and then of course, with what's under the hood, they really don't compete. Uh, but you know, before we get into the numbers and before we go through all the specs and before we go through the price and then my driving impressions of both, we should talk about why these two kind of stand head and shoulders above the other trucks. Because oftentimes, I think uh, people get confused about you know what the Raptor is, where it fits kind of into the hierarchy of trucks. Uh, and you know they'll email us things like, well, why aren't you including the Hennessy, you know, or the Shelby, and, and or the Power Wagon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, else. so wh why don't you go through that? Why don't you kind of go through the hierarchy? Let's use full-size trucks. So we're we're taking out mid-size trucks, right, which are the small trucks, and we're taking out heavy-duty trucks. We're not talking about like the Ford uh, Godzilla uh, Tremor, right? Mm -hmm. We're talking about full-size trucks. So this is the meat of the market. This is where um, most people buy. These are the 1500s, the half tons, whatever you want to call them, yeah. full-size trucks. So let's talk about kind of the, the hierarchy and how they go up from kind of an off-road and money perspective. Yeah, well, F-150, everybody knows that, right? right. Chevy 1500, like you said, Ram 1500. These are the most popular trucks, like you say, Roman, uh, in the country. Run. Tundra, Titan, Titan yeah. yes, yeah. all of them. Yeah. Um, and uh, where it goes from there for Ford, for example, right? You have a four-wheel drive truck, right? Yep. You can check that box. Yep. You can get a four-wheel drive, four by four. Then you can check another box at Ford, FX4 package, right? You get a little bit more skid plates. You get slightly different shocks, springs, uh, maybe some driving modes. A lockable rear diff. Yeah, lockable rear diff comes along with that. And then, of course, for Ford, for the last 10 years, you could check another box, and that box said Raptor, which means the truck is now wider. Uh, the Raptor has always had that wide stance. Uh, and it's not just for looks, although it does look cool. Um, it allows for more suspension travel, right? So basically, when you make the truck wider, you have longer A-arms, uh, longer, ax you know, wider axle. It can articulate better. It has more travel. And all those things are important for off-road running. And of course, you have extra power, right? The Raptor comes with a special engine. It's a high output EcoBoost in this case for them. And for the Ram, it's very similar, right? You can check the four-wheel drive box for Ram 1500. That's fine. Then um, there is something called off-road package. You know, it's kind of mild. Then you can check the Rebel box, right? right? Which kind of directly competes with the FX4. Yeah, in, in some ways. And of course, the Rebel gives you a little bit of suspension lift. Uh, it, you know, but same power plants basically along the way. But finally now, you could check that TRX box. 
Yeah, and the TRX, there's three things that made the Raptor special, right? It's special suspension, it's wider, and it's special power plant. And so those are the three keys that you have to have to be able to compete. And let's look at the other trucks, right? You can check the TRD Tundra, right? TRD Pro. TRD yep. Pro, right? But, but you're not going to get the special engine. What you're going to get is special suspension, but you're not, and you're going to get you know the off-road stickers and the look of it, mm -hmm. but you're not going to get the power plant. Same thing with the Nissan Pro4X. Right. Same thing with the Chevy Silverado Trail Boss, right? right? So, you know, TRD Pro, Pro 4X, Trail Boss, Rebel, uh, FX4, they're kind of, kind of give or take, you know, direct competitors. Yeah, and they're kind of affordable, right? Yeah. When you check the Rebel box or the FX4 box or the TRD Pro box, you may be spending another five grand, yeah. you know, in some ways. And, the, but, and then yeah. you get to the next level, yes. which is the Raptor and now the TRX. And you may be saying to yourself, why not the Shelby? Or why not the Hennessy? You know, or any of the other, uh, the Paxton, right? Why, is it Paxton? Pax Power. Pax Power. Why not those? Well, because those aren't built by the factory. Those are companies, and even Shelby, you guys, there's some confusion about Shelby. If you get a Shelby truck, what basically happens is you go get yourself a Ford uh, from the dealer, or send it to them. Send it or, to them, yeah. and then they put a supercharger on it, right? This is not a factory-built truck. This is an aftermarket tuner. Same thing with Hennessy. Same thing with all these Pax others. Power, yeah. Pax power. So they don't directly compete. Even though they may compete on power, they don't compete because it's a whole different thing when you're actually an aftermarket tuner versus the factory building it you know, from scratch. And also these aftermarket trucks, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love them. I love the concept of that. Yeah, they're right? cool. But, but they're expensive, usually. I mean, we're talking over 100K, maybe sometimes 125,000 or more. I mean, these trucks are very special, customized, tuned. But uh, will you be able to take it to the dealer and say, Yeah, there's a whole uh, warranty fix, thing. Yeah. Fix it? Yeah, well, 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 they'll say, Well, maybe you should send it back to Shelby or send it back to Hennessy or whatever. Exactly, yeah. You're, you're kind of into a whole different world of, of aftermarket. Uh, and, you know, love the aftermarket guys, but it's not the same thing as, as, you know, the manufacturer stepping in and doing something. And Andre, you know, the biggest question in my mind, of course, is why did it take somebody 10 years to actually compete with the Raptor? You know, why, yeah. why, why, why? You know, the Raptors were a hit from the start. And it's funny, like, if you look at the car world, you know, the Germans will never allow uh, the comp competition to even have a tiny slice of, you know, some crazy segment, like a, like a Ford, let's, let's talk about like a four-door high-performance coupe, right? If Mercedes is there, BMW will be there, and Audi will be yes. there. Yes. Uh, but yet in this crazy hyper-competitive truck market, Raptor has had the field all to themselves with I mean, Ford has had the Raptor and the field all to themselves for the last 10 years. I, I'm, and, I'm mystified by that. Yeah, I am too. But if you talk, if you take the Raptor out of the equation, if you look at the F-150 and Silverado, those guys compete. I mean, if you look yeah. at base trucks, work trucks, you know, they, they're splitting hairs, you know, pound for pound or whatever, you know, payload for payload and towing for towing. But finally, uh, Ram came out with this truck, and GM is still not around. GM doesn't have a true, you know, wide body uh, until the, until the Hummer, the EV. Hummer EV showed up, which was wide body and 35-inch tall tires. But that's not available yet, and it's electric and it's expensive. Yeah, and and, uh, and the other thing, guys, we have a kind of an editorial policy that until you can actually go and buy one, until you can actually not not put your order in on one, I mean actually go to the dealership and buy one, to us it's not, you know, it's vaporware. Uh, because what happened was Tesla broke the mold as to how you bought trucks. Right? Once upon a time, manufacturer would introduce the truck, then they would build it, then they would show up at the dealership, and then you would pay over market <laughs> because that's the way it worked, mm -hmm. and then you would go buy it. But Tesla started taking orders uh, for things two years in advance. Same right. thing with Rivian, right? Uh, and I, I see these comments saying, I bought a uh, Cybertruck. I, I bought, bought a Rivian. No, you didn't. <laughs> you, you, no, you, you, you put down a $100, you know, and you know what else refundable deposit. You didn't buy anything yet. You know what else is sad? What? I heard... Uh, I saw emails or uh, messages. I just bought a Nikola Badger. Yeah. All of a sudden, that evaporated. You know, the CEO got fired. Um, you know, where's the Badger? It's not here. Yeah, you may have maybe lost that 
<laughs> deposit. So we, we, we take things, you know, with a dose of reality. Uh, and so when you can actually go and buy one. And by the way, the uh, TRX will be available at your dealership, you know, like any day now. Weeks. Yeah, yeah. So so it's coming up. It's real. It's 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 going to be there. Uh, uh, and even with the GMC Hummer being unveiled, right? Uh, that won't be available until sometime a year from now. A year from now, at least. And, and, and we're in a whole other price category, right? They, they unveiled a hundred and twelve thousand dollar truck. I know some of the media outlets said there's an eighty thousand dollar one available, but I don't even count that because it won't be available till twenty twenty four. Sorry, I'm, I'm, you know that, that is I, I barely can make it to next week <laughs> with my planning. I, 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 I have very little faith in what's going to happen in twenty twenty four, especially the way twenty twenty is going. Yes. <laughs> so you know we deal with like real trucks that you can buy and actually test and drive, and we've now driven both of these. So. Yeah, I so want to make that clear. Yeah, let's get a little bit more into the meat, right? Uh, a little bit more into the specs. And I found, uh, so I did the table. It's on tfltruck.com on our website. And as I, I laid down all the data about the power plants and the suspensions and pricing, I noticed um, most of the specs, it's like Ram looked at the Raptor spec and they matched it. Yeah. Or they improved it by, I don't know, a fraction of an inch or some, some other improvement. And, and you know, I, I think that's exactly what Ford did when they rolled out the Bronco, right? They looked at, and these at are the Jeep. Two, yeah, these are two similar companies. Yeah. So they looked at, obviously, Ram is FCA and Jeep is FCA. So Ford looked at Jeep. Wrangler. Wrangler, and said, you know, this is the ground clearance, this is the horsepower, this is the approach angle, the departure angle, pick any number you want, and we're going to better it. And this is, I think, what Ram did with uh, uh, the Raptor. Yeah, but uh, it's so close. So, first of all, the engines are way different. There's no, no, almost no comparison, right? Because the Ram has a 6.2 liter supercharged V8, 702 horsepower. Ford still, this is the current Ford, right? Ford Raptor. We don't know anything yet about the next generation Raptor. Um, technically, we have rumors and guesses. Uh, three and a half liter twin turbo V6, so much smaller displacement than 450 horsepower. So there's 252 horsepower difference. Yeah, uh, it's staggering. And I've been reading, the, you know, we put out the video comparing the two. Uh, I got to go to. Uh, um, you were in Nevada, right? Yeah, I got to go to Nevada. Uh, and it's a, I, was little, I was a little confusing because we were right on the border, so we spent some of the time in California and some in Nevada. So I was like, uh, how do I explain that? <laughs> Which I just did. <laughs> but uh, we got to, to drive both of them uh, because uh, FCA was kind enough to provide a Raptor okay. uh, for us. I'm not sure we were supposed to drive it. I did. Um, maybe we broke some rules there by driving it. But uh, we did produce a video where we basically drove it into the 0 to 60 with it. Uh, so we did have a head-to-head -head comparison. I didn't get to spend a huge amount of time behind the wheel of both, but we spent a lot of time behind the wheel of the Raptor, you and me, so we're kind of familiar with that. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, we published the video showing the results, and we'll get into those results. And I was reading the comments, uh, and you can go check out that video on TFL Truck, uh, and I kind of felt bad for um, a lot of the Raptor fans because some of them said that, you know, we were doing a paid commercial for the TRX. Some of them said uh, that, you know, it wasn't fair because uh, they had gotten much quicker 0 to 60 times. And, and all I can say to, to you guys is, uh, you know, when you come from a perspective of increasing the horsepower in a vehicle by 252 horsepower, right? Basically, It's not two horsepower. No, it's not four, it's not 50, it's 252 <laughs> yeah. horsepower more in the TRX than in the Raptor. The results are going to be, um, well, uneven. That, that's, that's just what happens. Uh, you know, 200 more pound foot of torque, 252 more horsepower. Uh, yeah, they, they stuck a freaking uh, 702 okay. horsepower Hellcat engine in a truck, uh, and you just can't expect for it to be uh, the same as a 450 horsepower Raptor. It, it's going gonna, it's gonna to blow it away. It, it will. Yeah, and you did the 0 to 60. I did. Um, we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, but here's the other thing. The, the TRX is heavier. I ran the numbers and the base weight for base weight. The TRX is about 653 pounds heavier. You, you want to go through these numbers? So talk about the engine power transmission, kind of go, go through it. So, yeah, uh, yeah go, go, let them know the numbers so you understand, you know, the, 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 the meat of this argument. Yeah, so the big V8, the supercharged V8, uh, also has 650 pound-feet of torque. But that torque comes in at about 4,800 RPM. So you kind of have to rev the engine to get all of it. Uh, on the other hand, the Ford Raptor, 
I've always had that low end torque, 510 pound feet of torque at 3,500 RPM, so quite a bit lower in the rev range. I think we need to also, I think we forgot to tell them that, so that I think we're taking too much for granted. The Ram has a 6.2 liter supercharged V8, mm -hmm. uh, and the Raptor has a 3.5 liter twin turbocharged V6. Yes. Um, and of course, the Ford has a 10 speed automatic. Mm -hmm. The Ram TRX has an 8 speed automatic, kind of beefed up to handle all this torque. And then uh, the TRX uh, base model weighs 6,350 pounds, which is quite heavy. If you, if you know like a regular Ram 1500, that truck probably weighs 5,500 pounds or less. I mean, this is really big, really heavy vehicle, and it's 653 pounds more than the Raptor. So that's, that's like, what, almost, you know, two and a half of me. Yeah. So, so, um, so you have more power, but a lot more weight. Uh, they also announced fuel efficiency. <laughs> Does yeah. that, so, that's Roman, a, That's the downside to having a supercharged V8. Yeah, so, but here's the argument. So let's look at the numbers. Uh, for the uh, Ram TRX 10 MPG City, 14 Highway 12 combined. Raptor 15 MPG City, 18 Highway 16 combined. And we've ran a Raptor from Denver to Moab, and actually it's pretty close. Yeah. Uh, what, what Ford tells us on fuel efficiency here, it's we can match that in the real world. What do you think? Do people care when they spend 80 grand on the truck? Do they care about fuel efficiency? Uh, it depends on how much fuel costs, I suspect. <laughs> if it costs two bucks a gallon, probably not. If it costs five bucks a gallon, it might start to care. So, and uh, of course the Ram has a smaller fuel tank, 33 gallons, which is okay. 36 gallon tank in the Raptor. Uh, and here's when the numbers really come into play. The TRX uh, has a slightly better, uh, higher payload, about 1,310 pounds versus 1,200 pounds in the Raptor, and 8,100 pounds of towing versus 8,000 towing in the Raptor, although not a lot of people really tow big trailers with these trucks. But look at the top speed, dude. Can you explain this? Yeah, I can. Uh, um, 118 miles per hour top speed in the Ram TRX and 106 in the Raptor. I can't because I actually taken a, a Raptor up to about 96, the previous generation that we owned it, and it was terrifying, Andre. <laughs> People are like, that's so slow, my truck couldn't do 100, but yours is a street truck. It's a whole different thing when you've got a truck that's got big tires, huge amounts of ground clearance, uh, and then you start taking it up to top speed. It's not built to go quickly down the road. It's built to go pretty quick in the desert, but not you know quickly down uh, the drag strip. And what ends up happening is all this air gets underneath it, the thing gets super light, and you basically start to lose control of the thing. So yeah, there are trucks that will do 150 miles an hour, but they've got downforce, and they're, it's like, you know, it's like the difference between a Formula One car uh, and uh, Bigfoot, right? <laughs> yeah. you, you, you're not going to have the same technology used in the same way. So if you're expecting a top-end speed, go get yourself like you know one of the one of the older uh, street trucks, right? Or like, get yourself a Challenger Hellcat, you know? No, no, you can get yourself that. What was, what was the one with the um, Viper engine? That was the SRT. SRT 10. Yeah, get, get yeah. yourself that truck. It's got a spoiler on the back. It sits low, right? Mm -hmm. It's designed to go 150 miles an hour. This thing is not designed. So, so if you're expecting a you know a top speed, uh, don't because it's not it doesn't compete uh, or then, compare. And then Ram engineers also. Uh, so that's a big difference, right? But no, I don't know how many people legally. First of all, you cannot legally drive these speeds on the highway. Um, you may be able to approach these off road if you actually have the skill and the ability to do it. But it's tire related, right? Tires determine what your actual speed can be. Yeah, because they're, they're rated to only to so fast. Yeah. Off-road tires aren't rated to go fast. That engine is really powerful, but right. the tires are, that's the big deal. Yeah, tires and, of course, I think also, it's probably also, uh, with such a big truck, uh, wind resistance. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. I did take that, our old Raptor, the first gen, up to 96, which was the top speed, and I would highly recommend you don't do it. Well, tell me about acceleration in the TRX. You were doing launch control, launches. You were doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, so let, let's, get, let's cut to the chase on some of that stuff before we talk about these other numbers because we want to do a head-to-head -head comparison in this video. Yeah. Uh, so first of all, um, the 0 to 60 time that we did in the video was two seconds quicker in the TRX. So we got about seven seconds. 0 to 60, and this is not using launch control, this is just, you know, a very impromptu floor it, uh, see how fast it goes. We did use our solo DL to measure it, so we were at 7 seconds with the Raptor, 5 seconds with the TRX. Now, uh, 
Uh, Ram says it should be what, 3 point? Uh, 4.5. 4.5, so we were yeah. close to it. Yeah, and this was elevation. Yeah. So you were at about 4,000 feet. feet. About just under a mile above sea level. Yeah. I'm sure if you were on a drag strip or if you were doing it someplace else, you would get you know, quicker times. But once again, you know, zero to 60 times are only as good as like the driver who's doing it and um, lots of factors. There's no such thing as a zero to 60 time because they change based on so many different factors. So, but anyway, the big headline number there is it's two seconds quicker. Yeah. Which makes sense. In the real world. In the real world. With, with, you know, so that's huge. On, on a drag strip, a TRX will smoke a Raptor. Yeah, but that matters. I mean, if you're tr sitting at a traffic light, if you want to you know, show off that rumble, um, that kind of only matters there, right? Yeah, yeah and it's so, bragging rights. But having yeah. said that, Andre, I drove that truck uh, around uh, on a Baja course. I jumped it. Uh, and I don't think I ever got into more than, like, quarter of the throttle. It just, it just has so much power uh, that, that you probably, unless you're you know, an expert or unless you're out there drag racing, you don't need. The other big difference, of course, is uh, there's a much um, different way the power is put down, right? So with the TRX, you end up with this classic supercharger whine, so you have induction noise, uh, and the power is available almost immediately. Uh, the Raptor actually does a good job with delaying turbo lag because it's um, a two, twin turbo, two, two turbos, yeah, yeah, intercooled. Uh, but but nevertheless, there is a little bit of lag, uh, and uh, it doesn't come on in that kind of same brutal supercharged way that the TRX comes on. It's you know, it's a it's a it's a classic Hellcat. If you've ever driven a Hellcat, you'll be very familiar with the way that power comes on and with that supercharger whine uh, and is that there, eight speed. Is there like a valet mode or a special key you have to have? To there is the no TRX? special mode. But the one thing that FCA does well uh, is they do do an easy launch control. Mm -hmm. So you, there's a, a, a little selectable switch where you press launch control, and then if you want, you can, you can set how fast you want the engine uh, to uh, RPM-wise to be turning before you launch. Uh, the engineers to the 2200 was the optimum speed for launching it. Okay. Uh, so we did that, uh, and it's pretty brutal. It's not quite like Tesla fast because, you know, with uh, instant torque, uh, you're, you get that kind of tunnel vision, you're not quite there, but to move such a big and heavy vehicle at such quick pace down the road is pretty astounding. Cool, okay. Um, so, um, before, so let's go into the suspension, Yeah. right? Because that's really important in tires. And it's also just, I should mention, it's also all-wheel drive all the time. No two-wheel drive mode. No two-wheel drive option, and uh, it can shift power depending on the there's different modes, so it can shift power up to, I think, 75% to the rear and 25% to the front, um, if you want, or 50-50, depending on what mode you select. Before we move on, yeah. but we also had the 2019 Rebel uh, it, as a long-term truck, and we put that Mopar exhaust system on mm -hmm. it, which was quite a bit louder than factory system. And this is Mopar, this is the performance arm of FCA. How does the TRX compare on sound versus the Moparized. The Moparized uh, Hemi was louder uh, and more really? droney. So it's one of those things where, you know, when you hear it from outside, it sounds magnificent. Uh, but when you're on the highway, after a while, it does get a little bit, it can get, especially when towing, it can get a little bit droney. Uh, this is actually much more subdued. Hmm. Uh, so from the outside, it's about the same. Uh, but from the inside, they did a lot to actually um, tone it down. Do you uh, think it's regulations or do you think customers don't want to be always hearing, do you, do you know why, why that was? You know, I don't know, but I can take a guess at it. What? Well, there's two things that are happening, right? Exhaust got super loud and then regulators stepped in. And not as much in America, but especially in Europe, they stepped in and they said, you can't do this anymore because, because you were waking the dead with some of these, like the, even the newest Corvette, right? Have you right. noticed the new Corvette is not as loud as the C7? Uh -huh. uh, and so I think that, that was driven by regulation. The other thing I would say is, for my taste, it was almost a little subdued, not just in terms of the exhaust note, but in terms of its styling, right? Uh, we were driving down the highway, and uh, I think out of all the trucks that we passed, and, and you know, people don't take notice, only one person noticed that we were in a TRX, and you're in the super truck, right? I mean, it's kind of the equivalent of driving down the road in a Ferrari or a Lamborghini in the truck world, mm -hmm. and only one person noticed. And I think that's because uh, the design team um, likes it a little bit less, sub, more subdued. I, I don't know who on the design team or why they made that decision. I would have liked to have actually seen one, you know, with like 
you know, snorting fire coming out of the <laughs> nostrils of the thing, right? Big wide shoulders, you know, big old TRX, you know, like almost Everywhere. slashes like a, like, a, like a dinosaur, but it's very subdued. It's, if you're not looking for it, you won't, you won't necessarily know it's a TRX. The only thing that, 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 that like shouts TRX are the five inch exhaust in the back, right? Those are, you know, five inches, you know, big huge. exhaust, yeah, yeah, two of them. Interesting, interesting. And then the ride, you should talk about the ride. Yeah, well, yeah, let's go there because it's different suspension systems. I mean, the, the specs are very similar. So um, the ground clearance is about the same, although TRX has a slight edge now, 11.8 inches in the TRX versus 11.5 in the Raptor. But the shocks are Bill Stein in the Ram and Fox, both active though. So tell, tell me a little bit about First pavement and then dirt. Yeah, and then travel is about the same, right? 13 and 14 inches. 13. Yeah, about the same travel, yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, we had the old first-gen Raptor, and I love that truck because it had what I affectionately call like that 1970s Lincoln Continental ride where you just kind of float down uh, the highway, you know, and it's, it's very it's, nice and comfy. Yeah, it's almost uh, like you're just you're just kind of wallowing on a on a, on a cushion of air, <laughs> literally. Yeah. Uh, and the downside of that, of course, is uh, that it doesn't do a great job in controlling the truck when it's racing. Uh, and so I think what Ford did with Fox was they tuned it in a much more aggressive sort of way, so you have much more control of the vehicle when you're out there. But what that did was it gave it a very sports car-like ride, right? So it went from being kind of the soft and wallowy thing to being much more controlled, much more uh, controllable, uh, and... Um, a little bit more stiff, I guess. Yeah, I would say a lot more stiff. Uh -huh. Like, uh, all of a sudden, you're no longer floating down the road, but you're kind of, you know, feeling the bumps, you're feeling the, uh, the, 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 the hits, you know, like the expansion joints, and um, the TRX, in its regular mode, goes back to kind of that floaty ride. So that, mm. that was probably, even more so than the power, that was probably my favorite thing about it. It's just a really comfortable way to cruise down the highway. Uh, because let's face it, a lot of us aren't going to be uh, using this truck uh, to... In the Baja? In the Baja. <laughs> We're going to be using it, you know, as a commuter. Uh, and I love that about it. Um, the downside, of course, to the Raptors, first-gen ride was that those Fox shocks had to be rebuilt pretty early into the into the thing's life. I'm going to say between 50 and 70,000 miles, uh, those things kind of needed to be rebuilt. Hopefully and, this and won't be the case. And also the body lean, right? There was lean of the body as you were driving it. Um, so then, so both of these trucks now, they have active shocks, which means they're reacting to what's happening real time, but also can, um, selectable modes, right? So what are the other modes on the TRX? I mean, you can make it a little bit stiff. There's like a then... sport mode, there's a Baja mode, uh, okay. you know, there's the, the regular mode, uh, there's a snow mode, uh, I think there's a sand mode, if I recall right. I'm trying to think of, of all the different modes. Uh, and basically that's software, right? So it's, it's controlling the throttle response, it's controlling um, the, the, the way the shocks are um, working. So for instance, w one of the things It'll do, and I think the Raptor is the same thing. We got the jump it, so when you jump it right, the truck knows that it's in the air. Uh, and so what it does is it stiffens up the shock so that when you hit, you don't bottom out. Mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, pretty, uh, it's a pretty trick setup. Uh, and you know, there's two parts to shocks, right? There's, there's the kind of the, the absorption, and there's also the damping that it does, right? How it keeps uh, the vehicle stable in turns, how it keeps it stable. Uh, and the TRX does an incredible job of smoothing out the pavement. You know, I, I just took a kind of desert running, and I was amazed. And if you watch the video on off-road that we did, it looks like I'm really being thrown about when I'm hitting it hard. Uh, but compared to what I should be, you know, it was it was really comfortable. And like I said in the video, I have a bad back, and if if it got to the point, because there's two kinds of there's kind of two kinds of hits, right? There's those kinds that the, the, the suspension absorbs, and, and the truck gets moved around, and your head bobs, right? But then there's that really bad kind where it doesn't absorb it, right? Where it goes through the it suspension and it bottoms out, or even if it doesn't bottoms out, it, the, the shock stiffens up and it gets transmitted into the body of the vehicle, and then goes up the seat and then compresses your spine. Uh, uh, never had that, even at the, the, the you know as fast as I dared to well, go. Well, you jumped it. Yeah, yeah, yeah never it. had that. It just you know soft as 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 landing on a cloud. And then we never got that like uh, a solid axle bob where you know when you're in a jeep or something and you get that kind of like you, you start to always go back and forth, back and mm -hmm. forth, and, and you, you almost your head almost hits the side of the the pillar there because mm -hmm. it's never had that ever. Interesting. Uh, 
and, and like I said, direct comparison between the two, I, I think in the softest settings, the Ram is much softer uh, than the Raptor. Okay. Raptor is sportier so, uh, in its softest setting, but the Ram is kind of you know, wallowy, and I like that. That's kind of my thing. So I think maybe different philosophies in a way, right? Because, I mean, Ford engineers could have made it softer, but they chose not to. So it sounds like a little bit different philosophy. And I, obviously, I can't wait to drive one. Um, I, I, I also like that more comfortable ride and actually having a very big difference from, you know, softer settings to the harder settings. Yeah, I don't know, you know, if you took them both out on a, on a course and gave it to somebody who's a professional driver, uh, which one would be faster? I suspect it would be the TRX just because there's such a huge power advantage. So, uh, you know, I've never met even Paul, a race car driver, who has wanted less power, right? Yeah, he's like, no, please decrease the power, please. <laughs> yeah, so, so, you know, so, so it could be one of those kind, kinds of races that in a straightaway, uh, the TRX would definitely pull ahead, uh, but in the turns, the, the suspension setup is very similar that they might be, you know, even. Um, so I, I don't know. You know which one would be quicker around a, 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 a very twisty course, but yeah. in a straight line, the, the TRX will always be quicker. All right. Well, now let's talk a little bit about crawling, okay? Because yep. you guys did some crawling, and Tommy was there too. Uh, approach, departure, and breakover angles between these two trucks. Oh, there is a rock crawl mode too. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. Of yeah. course. Um, the angles are almost identical. I mean, uh, on the departure, the Ram TRX has a half a degree advantage. Uh, and 0.1 degree advantage and breakover, but over 30 degrees of approach, both trucks have about 23 degrees of departure and almost 22 degrees of breakover angle. And I'm comparing crew cab for crew cab, right? These are both four door crew cab trucks. Um, but then look, look at this. The crawl ratio is actually better in the Ford, 50 to one uh, low range crawl ratio in the Ford and 44 to one in the TRX. And what that basically means is um, uh, it allows you a little bit better control at slow speeds, right? Yeah, let's just cut to the chase, Andre, once what? again. Uh, you know, these are not weapons when it comes to rock crawling. No. Uh, I, I would say if you want to go rock crawl, get yourself, if you're a Ford fan, the new Bronco, or if you're an FCA fan, the Wrangler. Uh, the problem is, you know, even though they can do it, uh, we've had enough experience where um, the dynamics of these vehicles are just wrong. Let's start with the most obvious one. They're just too freaking wide. And heavy. And wide heavy. Wide and big. Yeah, yes. yeah. You know, the weight you can get past because of the suspension and because of the tires, uh, but the, the width you can't get past. You know, there's just moments where where it's just not gonna, you're not gonna be able to pick the ideal line because the, the tires are too far apart or you're not gonna be able to go down that shelf road because you'll go flying off the mountain, like like I'm thinking like Black Bear Pass. Yeah, or there's yeah. that one turn on Black Bear Pass where I was watching a Raptor do it. It literally took him 20 minutes to like inch forward, inch back. It was literally like a 50 point turn. Right, the turning radius is wrong. The, the width is wrong. The weight is wrong. Uh, the power is there, but you don't need power. It's it's the, the least important thing when you're when you're rock crawling. So yeah, they will both rock crawl. Uh, oh, the sight lines are also bad. The so length tall, is really tall. They're tall, and you can't see where you're placing your tires. They're also way too long. So the breakover angle, even though you've got a lot of suspension travel, the, the breakover angle is also wrong. So as rock crawlers, I would say they're both, you know not what you'd want. But as desert runners, then of course you're in its natural element. It will, rock, it will rock crawl. And yeah. it's, got good, it's got good, you know, it's got good throttle response. Uh, but yeah. So maybe that's why uh, Ram team didn't choose to really go after the crawl ratio. Maybe that's the reason, right? Yeah. So why, why get the really high ratio if if you are not going to use it, you know, um, you know what it'd be like? It'd be like having a mid-sized truck trying to pull twenty thousand pounds. I mean, it'll do it, <laughs> but it's, <laughs> it's yeah. not going to be happy doing no, it. No. And there's a you know a, a heavy-duty truck that's set up for it. So why go there? So yeah, yeah, you can do it. I, I remember seeing a bunch of actually racing Raptors going up Imogene when I was in Imogene this year, and I just was kind of scratching my head, thinking, why are you guys going up this thing? Yeah, you can take your trucks up there, and these were actually built Raptors, right? So like they were wider. Than yeah, long arm suspension yeah. travel. I'm like, this is not the place where you're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, both of these trucks uh, have selectable rear lockers. Yes. And both of them have limited slip differentials in the front, although they're different. 
um, once again. So, it, and this is important, not just for rock crawling, but like getting stuck in the snow, right? Getting stuck in the mud. You want some sort of a capability to actually transfer power forward. Um, Torsen differential um, limited slip in the Ford. And then Ram uses like a limited slip from a Wrangler, right? Yeah, it's weird, yeah. Same technology, basically. Same technology. Yeah. I, I don't think, you know, they're both on 35s. Yeah. Uh, one, you know, one is running, uh, what, what's the Raptor running? Is it? So BFGs. BFG BFGs in the Ford yeah. and Goodyear territory tires yeah. in the... We have to, I, you know, I'd have to take them like, we just didn't have a chance to actually, you know, spend that much time behind the wheel of both of them side by side to actually tell the t difference in tires. So uh, that is certainly something we have to do some more testing on. But the one thing that immediately strikes you is, of course, when you get in the trucks, uh, the TRX has that massive 12 inch screen, right? It just, it just feels a lot more modern, a lot more kind of current. Uh, it makes the Raptor's interior look dated. Now the Raptor's interior is a nice place to be, Andre. You know, I, I have no complaints about it. Um, but when you get in the uh, TRX, it's just the next level immediately. The, the quality of the materials, Ford uh, seems to still do some relatively, I'm gonna say, hard plastics, yeah, scratchy I would, plastics. I would agree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the Raptor, uh, uh, you know, is kind of functional, whereas the TRX is luxurious. And the next generation Raptor is supposed to be coming, so we'll see. Yeah, I mean, we are comparing an old gen to a new gen, yeah. uh, but, you but know, sorry. It had to be done. It had to, <laughs> we don't have access <laughs> to the new one, and who knows when it's actually going to be available. They haven't even unveiled the new uh, Raptor yet, so we've got to compare right. what's out there. We're not going to compare something real to something that isn't available yet. And finally, a price. Uh, we've got to talk about it. So, yeah, the TRX has an advantage on power, Maybe even the suspension setup in some ways. How much, how much more is it? How much more expensive is it? Thirteen thousand five hundred and fifty-five dollars is the difference between a base crew cab Raptor and a base TRX with no markups. You know, I'm just talking about MSRP thirteen thousand bucks. Yeah, so Raptor starts at fifty-eight one thirty-five. The Ram TRX starts at seventy-one six ninety. Yeah. Uh, that's a big difference. It is. Is it worth you know? Is it worth two hundred and fifty-two horsepower? Um, you know, we'll let you guys make that decision uh, uh, because not only is it 252 horsepower, but at this point it's having like the biggest, you know, gun, the, the biggest tool in your toolbox, whichever analogy you'd like, <laughs> like to use, right? But also in some ways, you know, those guys who were missing the V8 sound, yeah. you know, a lot, of, a lot of guys complain that the Raptor doesn't have a V8. Well, now the TRX has a V8, so maybe that's worth thirteen thousand. And I could just, I can just see the comments now. Oh, it's an, it's, it's Italian, it's FCA quality. <laughs> uh, and actually, I disagree with that. Uh, the, the, the truck market is too competitive right now. I think for one truck to be kind of better built than the other truck. Uh, when we, uh, we can go through our own experiences, of course, you know, a sample size of one isn't exactly. Um, well, tell them about our Hellcat. We had the Hellcat. Yeah, so Challenger. So, so we'll go over our experiences in all three. So we had the Raptor for yeah. fifty-four thousand miles, and for the most part, it was almost bulletproof. But some, you know, important things and not so important things broke. The not important thing that broke was uh, the, the vehicle had this convenience mode where, when you would get in it, the the, the, the steering wheel would retract and the seat would move pull, back, pull back yeah. and the motors in the steering wheel gave up the ghost at about 30,000 if I recall so it wouldn't retract anymore not a big deal you know but nevertheless uh, and the other issue we had with it was uh, the towing um, module oh the plug or yeah the module it was having errors it stopped functioning yeah, yeah. so basically that was a little bit more serious because basically you, you couldn't tow with it yeah uh, and then you know the, 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 after the the, the 54,000 miles it was starting to look a little bit you know, worn. Not badly, but right. it, but it didn't. But it we didn't beat look the heck out of it. Yeah, it didn't yeah. look like tightly screwed together. Uh, then we had the uh, Hellcat uh, for a year. Um, it's a Challenger. Challenger, yeah. and, and we had uh, we were going to the airport, and we had a, the fuel rail issue where the thing started misfiring. That was pretty serious. Uh, we took it in, and all these things were fixed under warranty. Uh, the fuel rail uh, was replaced, and that was the only thing that broke on it. But we only had it for like twelve thousand miles, so we, we, you know, that, we used to keep our vehicles longer. But we went through four sets of tires on it. Yeah, but that was because we were doing burnouts. <laughs> Paul was doing burnouts. Yes. 
Uh, and then what happened with the Rebel? Well, the Rebel, once again, not, not a lot of issues yeah. uh, that we experienced. Uh, pretty, pretty solid truck. Uh, we, of course, you know, put another suspension system, different shocks. On, do do on we the, have any factory? Oh, we broke the drive shaft. But that was going up but, the thing 2.0. Yeah, but that was after the lift yeah. and going up this weird thing. So I wouldn't, tires. Yeah. I wouldn't really call it a RAM issue. Yeah, that, that was a TFL issue. Um, and then uh, our trail boss, the Chevy. Yeah. Uh, we've had it for almost, what, 10 months, 11 months. Zero problems. Uh, trail boss has zero problems for us. Uh, actually, we changed the oil once. Yeah. That's about it. And then, then, uh, the, then the Gladiator we've had for a year now, uh, and that had actually zero issues, no recalls, nothing. Right. As far as I know. Maybe there was a recall, but there was nothing that... A minor thing. It didn't affect any of our performance. And, and then we did have one problem with the F-250, which was... Which was a plug wire for the... Which was actually pretty serious. It, was, it almost left you stranded. It, it, caused, uh, a misfire. it caused a misfire. So, but it, it was actually a $24 part. Um, in our Godzilla powered 7.3 liter. Um, so so we're having this conversation so that you guys know that, you know, I, I'm not sure that, you know, those comments saying that the Ram is, you know, an Italian blah, 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 and it has all the fiat reliability is, is actually true. I think that uh, the comp com competition is so strong between all the manufacturers right now that they probably uh, would have a hard time building something that, that was not going to work well and, and last. Yeah, and there's of course stories about you know Ford Raptors having some sort of injector issues. You know, we don't have personal experience with it, but I think pick any truck. Like our our uh, producer Alex had an issue with his Silverado. Right? Yeah, transmission on his Silverado, which was an eight-speed. And and the, uh, the the shocks on our Ford after fifty-four thousand miles were pretty. They sharp. were used up. <laughs> yeah, they were used up. Yeah, the first gen, not and, not the active ones. And by the way, Bill Stein um, says that these shocks don't need to be rebuilt, right? I mean, these are technically good for the life of the vehicle, which is pretty impressive. So we've got uh, a TRX on order. Uh, yes. Once again, we, we tried to get the base truck, uh, <laughs> uh, but, but we couldn't. We tried to get a blue base truck, but they're not building them initially. Yes. Uh, and so we wanted to be one of the first to get one so we could actually review it and test it and do you know, the off-roading, the, 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 the towing, the Ike gauntlet. Uh, and so uh, unfortunately, it's not quite base, but it's not the $100,000 truck that, that, that is the first no. edition or 90000 whatever that costs. I think we configured it to about seventy nine grand. Yeah. But we did get the towing package. It now has the trailer back. Because we assist. wanted to test it, yeah. Yeah, because we want to show it to you guys and actually test it. Um, and we had because of those things we you, had to you, get you, like blind spot monitoring says I think you had to get the T R two, right? That was it's like T R one plus. Yeah. There's like T R one package, T R two package and there's launch edition. Yeah. Um, and we're like between TR1 and TR2. We were between there for about 79 grand. Yeah, so it's, it's very expensive. Now keep in mind that the Ford Raptor that uh, I tested did have a $14,000 markup on the sticker. Still. It, still, which I don't know why people are still paying markup on a Raptor, but apparently the dealers are still willing to put them up there. Whether people pay it or not is a whole different thing. Uh, but it did have it, which was crazy too. Uh, and then the question of course is, do you think that dealers will mark up the TRX? And I'm gonna say yes. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, I don't know. Well, people always tell us, please tell the dealers not to do it, but we have no control. I think, I think FCA tells the dealers not to do it. Right, they tell them not to do it, but the, the market, the free market has a way yeah. of dealing with it. And this. we've had people who, you know, especially in the Raptor, I remember when it first came out, this current generation, you know, you can cross shop it across the country. You don't have to get a Raptor from, you know, your local Ford dealership if they got no. a $14,000 markup on it. No. You know, check out the dealership in Florida if you live in California. It's not that expensive to ship a truck, you know, certainly a lot less than 14K. <laughs> right. right. So, so I think, you know, at, at the end of the day, Andre, uh, uh, I, I think I said in my in the video after driving both back to back, and, I, and this is still true. Um, you know, the TRX has reset the bar, both in terms of the interior, both in terms of its horsepower. Uh, I'm not sure that the that the suspension technology is that much better. It's probably at least on par with what Ford has. Mm -hmm. um, but but in a lot of major ways, they have reset the bar. Now that bar may get reset again when the new Raptor comes out. What are the rumors about the new Raptor? So there's a rumor that it will have potentially two engine power options, uh, a high-performance hybrid. So we're talking about combining a twin-turbo V6 with an electric motor or motors and giving it, we don't know exactly how much power, but I'm guessing at least 500. 
maybe more uh, horsepower in that hybrid. There is also rumor that they might have a supercharged V8 to match the TRX. But it's, you know, they've been so focused on their twin turbo technology, EcoBoost, PowerBoost, hybrid, that for them to actually go back and actually offer a V8 in a Raptor seems unlikely. Yeah. But they may be forced to do it. I'm not sure. I had some I had some conversations regarding this from an in, insider perspective. Uh, and the answer is you could potentially do it as like a very special edition. But because of development time, because of cafe numbers, because of uh, legislation, it would be almost impossible if you haven't planned for it to all of a sudden, you know, switch horses mid-pack. Right, you just can't, midstream. You just can't do it. Uh, it's just not feasible. So there might be uh, like a GT500 powered Raptor, Raptor but maybe. But it's going to be. It, it, it's got to be some very like special, very expensive edition. But I, I wouldn't put it past Ford to you know to compete. They're super competitive. What about timing on the new Raptor? Uh, we don't know much about it. We know the prototypes are everywhere. Yeah. You saw it in the mountains. People saw it in Michigan, just this week. Uh, they're running, which the, the amount of prototypes they're running tells me it's within a few months. Mm. You know, maybe six to um, six months wait, away. Wait, within a few months of introduction or within a few months of dealership? Introduction. Okay. Introduction. And maybe, you know, it may be within a year away. But they said it's coming. You know, usually Ford uh, skips a year or two uh, between generations of Raptor. But I think because TRX is here, uh, and because you know GM is rumored, well, and the Hummer is coming soon, uh, I think Ford cannot wait a year or two. Uh, they have to get it soon. If I were betting with my own money, I would say you're not going to see a new Raptor before this time next year. Really? Yeah. I'll bet against it. I'll, I'll say by October of next year, the Raptors are going to be at dealers. That's this time next year. Yes, That's but you're said. saying no, no. No, I said you won't see it before this time next year. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll say. So I'm saying a end little of, bit end, earlier, fourth quarter of 2021. Okay, I'll say third quarter. Because I'll tell you why. Because why? they haven't even introduced it yet. Look how long it took them before they actually built the Bronco from when they, and they introduced it. So yeah, that was about a year, or it will be more than a year. It'll be more than a year. Uh, but I think, you know, this is important to them. So I, I, I think it's going to come sooner. And I also think that they're also running out of bandwidth. Even though it's a big company, uh, you know, first of all, what you don't want to happen, I think, if you're a manufacturer, is you don't want uh, to introduce a new F-150, and that's coming any day now, right? And then have people not buy because there's another better truck coming, right? So they usually put some space between when the, you know, original F-150 is introduced because it, it will hurt sales, right? If, if you've got it, your top-of-the-line Ford, which would be the, F, the new F-150 hybrid, and then people are like, no, no, I want to wait for the Raptor, uh, then you know, there's a chance that they yeah, might and, not buy, buy the and, Raptor or the F-150 hybrid. And you also run the risk of hurrying and getting something wrong, right? If you're in a hurry, and we saw it with the Explorer to some extent, right? They were launching the Explorer. It had issues. They had to pull back. You know, then they have to solve the issues, and that doesn't look good. So they want to get it right. And, and then you also have, at the same time, right? You've got four, I think, very important vehicles to them. So you've got the the, the most important by far is the F one hundred and fifty. So they they can't you know screw that they up. Yeah. So so you got you want to focus on that, not the Raptor. You don't want the focus to come off the the one that's being sold. Then at the same time, they're launching the Maki. Yes, electric uh, Mustangy. Yeah. Then you know, a few months later, they're going to be relaunching the Bronco. Yep. Right. It's just a lot, even for a big. And they're company. working on other vehicles also at the same time. Yeah, and I, yeah. I'm not even talking about the rest of the lineup. Yeah. You yeah. know, that, that might be coming. So you, that 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 that's a lot to to ask for a company, and then um, you know, to, to to throw a Raptor on top of that, you know, <laughs> it's a lot. And the V8 Raptor, on top of that, yeah, that's that's getting impossible. Yeah, and of course the question is, you know, are we seeing the, the, the birth of a super truck uh, or are we seeing the death of the super truck with the electric trucks coming, right? Because even though these numbers are very impressive, uh, at the same time, when you start comparing them to electric truck numbers, right, uh, the, the zero to 60 time on the new Hummer EV is supposed to be three seconds, which yes. is almost two seconds faster now than the TRX. I think it is a beginnings of a super truck, and I think I would apply that term no matter what the powertrain is. You know, if you have the suspension, if you have the speed, if you have 
the capability. I think uh, the super truck term can be applied no matter if you have a Hellcat engine or four electric motors. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, we're living in very great times because there's tons of choice and choice uh, brings down uh, price because it creates competition, you know? And so uh, I'm really happy that, uh, you know, we get to kind of live through this transition from you know, internal combustion to electric because it just means a lot of different choices and a lot of different opportunities for people. Uh, and yeah, you know, I think we're, we're going to see faster and quicker electric vehicles just because instant torque, right? So the Cybertruck is going to be probably quicker than the TRX. We know for sure that the uh, um, uh, Hummer EV is quicker than the but, but each have their own place still. I mean, if you guys are worried about, oh my gosh, next year I won't be able to buy any more uh, V8 power trucks, that's not true. No, no, no. Uh, but because electric trucks are quick, but they have range limitation, right? They cannot go very far or recharge very fast. Of course, V8 trucks will be a little bit slower, but you can go across country you know, in a day. So, so, so I, think, I think we're the only ones that actually have done any kind of serious off-road electrical vehicle testing outside of the manufacturers, you know? So, uh, you know, I can tell you that when we took the Tesla Model X off-road, it chewed through power like it was towing uh, 10,000 pounds, just huge amounts of power. To, it doesn't have a reduction gear, right? So it didn't have a low range. Uh, uh, and it wasn't particularly happy off-road, but that doesn't mean that the Cybertruck won't be happy. But I do know that there won't be any superchargers. I, I made that comment. I said, there's no superchargers, you know, in uh, like Moab, and what I was thinking, Andre, was that there's none in like Hell's Revenge, and then somebody said, "Oh yeah, there's superchargers in Moab," but I'm like, "Well, yes. at the hotel, yes, yes, at but you know, but, but let's say you're you're not at the hotel. Let's say you're running the White Rim Trail. Yes, there's no place to plug in your your truck on the White Rim Trail. Right, right, into a tree or a cactus or, or a, rock. a rock. Yeah, or a and it does rock. use a, a huge amount of power, and and I, I, you know, you can get by that quite easily when you have power available at your local Walmart or at the supercharger, but what happens when you're in the middle of nowhere in Arizona? I remember just driving um, the last generation, uh, or the current generation, Tundra, from uh, uh, here to Phoenix. And remember when the first one came out, it had a tiny gas tank? Yeah, you were stopping like every other hour. Yeah, go. yeah, because uh, it just didn't have the range. I kind of feel like that's where we're going with a lot of the electric trucks initially. Yeah, so I think there'll be a place for both, yep. and for many, many years still. So guys, uh, stay tuned. Hopefully, in the next several months, we'll get a TRX, and then we'll take it up the Ike, and we'll take it off-road, and we'll take it in the snow, uh, and we'll see just how... Uh, we'll how drag race it. We'll do everything. We'll, we'll drag race it against a Tesla. But, you know, we do that. <laughs> we just sit with the Corvette against the okay. Model Y. Why not a truck against the Model Y? That way you can, you can let us know how stupid we are in the comments below. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. See you guys next time. Ciao. And remember, also, TFL Talk channel is on YouTube, and, of course, anywhere podcasts are available, you'll be able to find this podcast. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.